Hi, Elena. Hi, Kyle. Well, congratulations. I really am in love with uh, yours conditionally and everything that you have going on Thank with you. this. Thank you. What I'm impressed with is, I don't know, I guess the balance of, of, of what you've pulled off with this record because it seems like here are really personal love songs while at the same time you're obviously... Uh, as the story goes, you're telling a bigger story of, of being a woman and a musician and the challenges you face, uh, especially in 2017 in the current environment. Was that a higher wire act for you? Yeah, I wasn't sure if I would be able to make it work, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I feel like it came out okay. Yeah, one of the things I was kind of... I was, I talk with Patrick about this a lot, which is how do I write, how do I write a love song that even comes close to conveying what it's like to be like deep into the flow of like a long-term marriage, you know, of a marriage essentially, as opposed to like, it's not really the sentiment that you normally get in a love song. Um, and so I thought if I'm going to continue to write about that, I want to describe something more that more true to my lived experience of love, which is in like a totally different place. And, um, also, to my experience of being a woman, because I do have a lot of conflicting feelings. Sometimes, I mean, as a feminist, I know that there are a lot of other women or feminists who think that, like, by getting married, you're, like, choosing to, like, normalize or, like, elevate marriage as, you know, an institution. And I actually have, like, a lot of conflicting and critical feelings about marriage. And it wasn't a decision that Patrick or I took lightly. And so that was another thing, like, how can I express, like this this like vast array of um sort of like conflicting beliefs about like womanhood like it was almost like what what aspects of convention am i allowed to have or want as a woman and what parts should i reject as a feminist and you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's something that i kind of had to just negotiate a day at a time lots and lots of conversations between patrick and i so when i started writing lyrics for this record it was kind of just natural. It wasn't very premeditated. I just, that's where my head was at. We were coming up on our 10 year anniversary, which was kind of baffling to me um, in the same way that, you know, you suddenly notice you're 30 and your 20s have left and you've got, you're going to be coming on to your 10 year anniversary. And you're like, wow, when did this happen? And suddenly you're just at this new phase in life. So that's kind of the only thing I wanted to, to work through when we were making this record. I mean, I'll say that it really hits close to home for us, too, because me and my wife uh, is similar. You've been married longer, um, but she's also an activist. Uh, she's a she's a really great activist. Yeah. And we've had these same conversations. So to hear someone tackle such a unique and specific story, you know, there's I, I know there's a danger that, you know, who's going to relate exactly to this. But yeah. As it turns out, you do, you know, and, and it's out there. I mean, everyone can relate to love and, and relationships. And, and I think a, a lot of people are interested in the bigger conversation right now. So the fact that you pulled it off is a, no small feat. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, it's it's something that I don't feel done with. And I want to keep thinking about it because I feel like my generation wants to have marriage, but in a, in a different way, you know, like we want to redefine it and it's hard to try and build something for yourself that you haven't seen modeled anywhere in the world. So sometimes I'm not sure, you know, how naive and I and guess like if it's realistic or possible, but um, I want to try, you know, hence the words yours conditionally, because I think the first step towards improving the 
popular notion of marriage or the conventional understanding of marriage is that it's not about like these universal parameters that can't be broken, you know, like in sickness and in health, richer for poorer, for better or worse. I, I really resisted those. We didn't even make those vows to each other because I was like, what if I take all of our credit cards and I run us into credit card debt? <laughs> I lose our home. I ruin your life, but you, you can never leave me because you said a, you signed a piece of paper and you said a vow that you what if I turn into a terrible person <laughs> and I'm like a horrible manipulative, you know, it's like, that would be crazy. That would be like, you know, it's just, I don't even understand the purpose of those vows. And I feel like it sets you up for failure and it sets you up for like not seeing each other as like separate autonomous people with their own freedoms. And yeah, I just, we, this is like all the stuff that we think about all the time and we're like, it's not, because like if you're, if we were joking about signing a love letter, yours conditionally because you have healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, it, it's of course a really interesting time to be talking about this because I feel like, you know, and this probably happens every so often, but I feel like we're finally taking the time to, ah, uh, I don't know, clean up our house, <laughs> as if I want to say, yeah. as a people, as a race, as a nation. I'm talking about a human race, by the way. Yeah. But even with the Tasmanian yeah. devil that's busting through right now, we're still taking stock mm-hmm. of, of what was ignored and pushed aside and, and giving it its due cleaning. And that goes with, you know, what you're talking about with relationships and, and in the bigger feminist yeah. uh, aspect as well. Exactly. I feel the exact same way. I feel like... Um, we have just been ignoring a lot of things, um, which has, has, has allowed like conflict and division and all this, these misconceptions of things to grow. And it's just kind of like exploded in recent years. And now everyone's having to deal with it, like the, the painful truth. And yeah, I feel like it's just like the perfect time for introspection and, and as you said, like cleaning house and just getting your together basically well there are two songs i would like to uh at at least hit on here and and one is of course Mm -hmm. uh ladies don't play guitar which i'm sure has been getting quite a lot of attention just based off the title alone but uh what's the story behind this one because it sort of reminds me of of that horrible line that would go around forever like oh women aren't funny yeah, totally. So um, the, that line, ladies don't play guitar, came to me when I was, I was, I had been reflecting on the difference in mine and Patrick's experience on tour. We had just finished touring a lot for Ritual and Repeat. And it, it was, it's mostly, you know, subtle little things, um, nothing dramatic. And then we were home, we were writing again, and I was trying to convey a guitar part, an electric guitar part, like a lead solo line that I heard, and I was trying to like show him it or play it for him, but I can't play electric guitar, and it was really frustrating. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, the only reason why I'm not playing this for you right now is because the ladies don't play guitar. I was given a piano instead of an electric guitar because just of an accident of gender, my parents were like, you'll learn piano. And I did and not. And whereas Patrick, boy, his parents were like, what do you want to play? Electric guitar. Here you go. Like no one, I'm pretty sure that no one offered him piano lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I have no resentment towards it. I'm, I love playing piano. That's my primary instrument. And my parents noticed that I enjoyed playing piano and they didn't force me to anything. But I just noticed that it's just the accident of gender that I ended up with this entirely different skill set than Patrick and how we joke that I have an inner shredder that never got to, you know, 
see the light of day because I just happened to be a woman, so I didn't learn how to do that. So that's where the song came from. And as I parsed that out, um, a lot of other, that after that I ended up writing My Emotions Are Blinding and just thinking about just gen- constructions of gender and how they had been affecting my life in ways that I hadn't even noticed. And and then I want to take that further then, because in the song Baby Don't Believe, I'm kind of trying yeah. to figure out if you're doing a character in that, because there's the line, make me a man, which is not to say they have to do a character, but I guess that's the question. You mm-hmm. know, when that line comes out, uh, what are you hitting on right there? Yeah, so I am doing a character, which is unusual for me, and normally I wouldn't have put that in with the record, but I liked it because um, I I purposely chose Make Me a Man because I thought it made the sentiment so much more tender and meaningful of the line, give me your hand, make me a man. And I really liked the idea of masculinity being uh, derived from tenderness and intimacy instead of what you'd normally consider it as being. And so I thought that make me a man made the whole sentiment more powerful and more interesting and more meaningful to me. So I, I purposely chose it. I mean, it does. It stands out. You, you, you can't help but hear that because, of course, that's not something that we hear every day. And, and there have been some songs in the past that have sort of pulled that off, and, and this being one of them. By the way, it's also really catchy. I mean, the whole record is really catchy, and I shouldn't, oh, thanks. I shouldn't uh, ignore that yeah, part either. I, Thanks. Yeah, I I really and that was the last one we wrote, and I really I loved writing that one. I actually think in the future I'm going to continue to swap out my gender pronouns more often because I just think it's beneficial. I think we're at a time like culturally where it's useful to continue to subvert gender binary. So I'm I think I'm probably going to be doing that more often in the future. That's cool. I can't wait to hear what the future brings. In the meantime, I will keep enjoying this record. Congratulations on yours conditionally again. Uh, I'm always impressed by what you guys do. So uh, thank you for the music and, uh, and the conversation today. I appreciate today. it. Yeah, it's really nice to catch up with you. And I hope the we actually might, I don't know, we might be playing in Louisville with Spoon um, maybe this summer. Um, so who knows, maybe our paths will cross awesome. in the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah. If, if you do, uh, make again. sure to yeah come on by the station. You're always welcome. I'd love that. Thank you. All right, take care. Okay, bye. Bye.